This is Sideline Stories. Hear from your favorite Whitecaps FC players and personalities like you've never heard them before. Here's your host, Perry Solkowski. Tim Parker was the Whitecaps FC first round draft pick in 2015. What a year it was. 14 starts in Major League Soccer. Impressive in so many ways. He earned an invitation to the USA men's national team camp when the season was done. He continued to progress in his second season, continued to get comfortable in his West Coast soccer home. But make no mistake, he is a New Yorker through and through. From a family of police officers, Parker has vivid memories of how 9-11 affected his family. His passion for sports started at a young age, knowing he had to cheer for the New York Giants. His pride in his hometown in Hicksville, New York is always evident. It's the same town where singer-songwriter Billy Joel was born. Parker is doing his best to keep it on the map. We started our conversation on sideline stories with a simple question. If I showed up in Hicksville, where would Tim Parker take me? Toss up, I could take you to a pizza place around the corner. I could take you to a deli because they don't have delis here in Vancouver. Yeah, you know what? That's interesting because in my first ever trip to New York, it, it just seems like there's a deli experience there. So do you think, have you not found anything in Vancouver that's similar? What's the difference? Not even close. What are we missing? Egg sandwiches in the weekends. And I think just the general. Okay, hang on here. It Just egg sandwiches on the, it's a weekend thing? I can't go get an egg sandwich at a New York deli on Tuesday? Explain yourself. I think egg sandwiches are just known for the weekends where like you get, you go, you wake up early Saturday morning and you go because your mom and dad don't want to go. So you go to the deli to pick up the egg sandwiches and then obviously you all eat together on Saturday morning. Really? Yeah. That's, is that just a Parker family thing? Are you going buddies? That's uh, what we all do. That's, that's a whole, I think. I, I'm not going to say it's a whole New York thing, but it's definitely a Long Island thing. Is delis are famous for their egg sandwiches, yeah. Well, I didn't know that. So what what if you were 18 and 19 and you, you went out and had a pretty good party on Friday? Do you still do that? See, because in Canada, you would just go to McDonald's. No, even more egg sandwiches then. <laughs> more egg sandwiches if you're 18 and 19 after a party. Oh, I see. This is what we need to learn on the podcast. I was unaware of that. Now, is a deli egg sandwich different than what you would whip up in the kitchen? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, obviously you don't have to make it, so it's easier that way. And I think it's just going to the deli is actually more the experience than actually making it at home. I, you know what? We, when I traveled as a New York once, we were doing some hockey, and I can remember it was late at night, and I always remember this, and I, I don't do a very good New York accent, but it might have been one or two in the morning um, leaving back after the game, and we were hungry, so we found a deli that was open. One of the trainers from the Canucks asked if the cranberry was fresh. And it was, it's 2 in the morning. You think it's fresh? <laughs> and I just thought that's what I wanted to hear from New York. Do you think New Yorkers get a, a, a fair rap? Tell me, being a Long Islander, which is Hicksville, do you make sure you distinguish yourself from people who live in Manhattan? Yeah, I have to make sure that I say I'm from Long Island because otherwise if I say I'm from New York, everyone assumes that I'm from the city. But I have to tell everyone I'm from New York, uh, from Long Island instead. But yeah, I have to distinguish myself, and I think people know that there's a difference between people from Long Island and the city. Okay, well, I don't know. So what is the difference to, what, why do you want to distinguish yourself? I think people from the city are just a little bit, um, I don't know, they're not as, I don't know how to explain it. I think people from the city are just a little bit different in terms of how they go about their business. I think they're a little bit more 
upper class, I guess. Yeah. You, you don't. Yeah, you don't want to ruin them. But uptight, go, go, go. I'm here to make millions of dollars and maybe not so uh, family friendly. Am I, am I pointing the right direction? They're family friendly, but I think that they're always go. Like you said, they're go, 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 head down, hustle mentality. Where Long Island people are kind of just blue collar people. That some some do work in the city, and Long Island has a lot of towns that are very wealthy and obviously people from those towns work in the city but at the same time there's a lot of towns on Long Island that have just a lot of blue collar people that kind of like to have fun but also have to do work as well. So how often did you as a child do you go in into New York City was it a uh, you know, once a month thing or was it a regular thing did you have everything you wanted out on, the, on the island? I didn't really go out go into the city much as a child I would go for when I was growing up I went in for the Thanksgiving Day parades with my mom and dad, but other than that, I didn't start going to the city regularly until I went to college. Oh, really? So the the Macy's Parade, yeah. that's is does it? And on a day like that, you got to get early because the train's going to so, be packed. How does it work? So the best part is, is I would go the night before, the night before the parade to see all the balloons being blown up, because my dad was a police officer and I had also uncles that worked in the New York Police Department. I was able to like go and see the balloons being blown up and walk around then before. So it was almost you're, exclusive. It was oh, exclusive access. You were the, you were you were VIP before you're old enough to be VIP. What did your fans think? Oh, I can't believe Tim, you're gonna you're gonna go see the giant Charlie Brown Snoopy blowing up. It was cool. I mean, that's one of the things I remember growing up there, especially during Thanksgiving time and obviously rolling into the off season now. Yeah. So down the road, you probably can't wait to one day be a father and go, guess what? We might have enough access to get in. My mom actually asked me last year when I got home if I wanted to go into the city to watch the balloons being blown up, and I laughed. I thought she was kidding, but she was going with some of my uh, little cousins, but I just couldn't go again. It's not the same experience when you're older. No, but it's funny when you look back and you go, wow, that was really cool yeah. that I that I had that uh, opportunity. Um Billy Joel sighting? You ever had any? No, I haven't. I know I know of his house. I know where he lives in Hicksville, but I don't I've never seen him in Hicksville. Oh, does he still still live there? No, the house he grew up in. The okay. house he grew up in. So no Christy Brinkley sighting and all that. How big a news was that when like is he the guy when you come to Hicksville? Because if you go on Wikipedia and it talks about the famous is it a Hicksvillian? Is that what you would be? Hicksvillian. You're there now. Yeah. You're on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Hicksvillian? Well, no, you're a, you're a Famous Hicksvillian, I think, is how they categorize you. That's good. I didn't know that yet. That's, that's important well, for that's me. Well, Wikipedia. It could have been your buddy adding it to or whatever, but no, good on you. There's uh, Any other ones other than uh, Billy Joel? Billy Joel. Um, there's a couple other soccer players I know that um, are playing. One of my buddies from high school. And uh, we have a couple of lacrosse players. But other than that, I don't think there's that many famous people from Hicksville. I've seen your, your brother and dad on road trips. How big is the Parker family? Well, the Parker family, it's just my mom, my brother, my dad, and me. But my dad's side, the actual Parker side, is ginormous. It's, we have a Christmas party with 45, 50 people. Really? It's all Parkers. Yeah. All from that area that they all remain there? So, no, my dad is the only one that lives on Long Island. Everyone else lives in New Rochelle slash, like, upstate New York area. So wow. that's, like... New Rochelle is about 10 minutes outside of the city where um, some of them live like scattered around kind of the White Plains area. Uh, brother older or younger? He's older than me. Uh, was that as it often is the case? Was he the guy 
pushing a little bit when it came to athletics? Were it always you and him hanging out together and playing with the groups of friends, or were you doing it with other group? Um, we kind of did it other, separately. You know, I think my brother started before I did, but I had a lot. Of, I all my friends that I still have back home, we all played the same sports growing up. So we always kind of got together with my. I always got together with my friends, and he always got together with his friends. So what were the sports? You're you're nine or ten. What are you playing? When I was nine or ten, I played ice hockey, lacrosse, and soccer. Oh, really? Yeah. Ice hockey. Were you old enough? No, I, I guess your dad would. Did you hear New York Islander stories because of all their success in the eighties? Yeah, I got to play. I played on the Coliseum ice once. That place is a. That oh, did you really? Yeah. It's not that important, but I mean, the Coliseum's not that nice of a stadium. I but was it was going to say that place is a dump, wasn't <laughs> it? But it's it's got such history there. And 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 in, in the end, Tim, I would think for. Well, at least, you know, Canada being so much about hockey, it, it became an identity for a lot of people of what Long Island was about. Did that team not do that for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an Islander fan, so I'm a Ranger fan. So how does that happen? My dad grew up in New Rochelle, so obviously him being a Ranger fan, obviously I just followed him. So is there, because I love the passion that American sports fans have, in Long Island, is that the norm? Do you have, you know, is it almost like who are you with, Rangers, Islanders? Yeah. For sure, it's either Rangers or Islanders, and some people are pressured to become Islander fans by their friends, but I'm not one of those people. I think um, I like following the same teams that my dad does. Um, I'm trying to think of that Bradley Cooper movie. What is it, Silver Linings, or the sports betting stuff? Silver Linings Playbook? Yeah. But the family's all putting on the jerseys and all that. <laughs> I'm going to guess, as, as, as you're laughing, was that a little bit what your, fam your, your family strikes me as a real New York family, love, passion, sports. Are there jer Do you have team jerseys or did you have growing up? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I had plenty of jerseys. I had Tiki Barber, Eli Manning, obviously. And then I had my favorite one was Michael Strahan. That was my biggest jersey back when I was a kid. Now, does, does mom and dad and brothers, do you guys, is it a full family complement of jerseys? No, mom doesn't really have too many Giants jerseys, but me and my brother and my dad definitely do. I think that helps because Giants was our main like sport growing up. I think we just watched football because my dad was big into football. And my dad actually, it's, it's a crazy story between my dad. He has a bunch of brothers and friends that all grew up together in New Rochelle. Mm -hmm. So they all are giant, they were giant season ticket holders. My dad recently sold his, but he still gets to go to games. But so when my dad, when I got to go home for the off season last year, he had an extra ticket. So I was able to go to the game and one of my dad's friends that he grew up with, his name's Timmy also, he actually married into the Giants the family? family. Yeah. Good so, move. Good move. Good move. Smart move. But so it's awesome getting to go to the games because when I was younger we would go to the tailgate, we'd eat they do everything right you know they do breakfast in the morning then they do lunch right before you go in and egg salad breakfast or what are they yeah egg sandwiches okay they okay. egg sandwiches. Okay. i want to make sure we're going all around here but then uh it was really cool when i was younger because we got to walk through the room with the uh, super bowl trophies wow yeah do you remember your first ever giants game no no i don't remember my first ever i remember i, w I went to two last year i w went and saw the patriots play last year and i went to see the redskins game and, and before we get on there, and since we're talking NFL, did you ever think being a commissioner of fantasy football would be as tough as it is for your uh, Whitecaps team? 
it's actually i'm under so much scrutiny i'm surprised i haven't been overthrown yet <laughs> it, it, you know for a team that's about bonding uh, you know I'm, I'm thrilled that i'm in the draft but boy you're just they are hammering on you it is unbelievable you can't get away with anything is there a, can you see a difference and is there an east coast west coast difference in, in growing up you know when you hang out with christian you see jordan is there a difference when you're rolling your eyes yeah. there is an east coast and west coast mentality is there 100 percent. west coast is so like mellow laid back and it's funny because i get to talk to aj about it yeah. because aj lived in new york for only one year but he said he was like able to develop kind of a new york attitude for that year because i think it's also because he had to live within the city lines but there's just a difference. Like I think West Coast is more laid back and kind of easygoing, where East Coast is a it's a lot of chaos and kind of hustle and bustle. And I think that these guys kind of find it funny and they say like, oh, well, the East Coast is dirty or it doesn't have palm trees and beaches. But it's just I think it's so funny that that's the only way they see it. Could you do you have a thick New York accent if you had to give it to me? Certain words that I say like water and dog, but other than that. Unless someone points out anything other that I say, other than, other than that, I can't think of it. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't come across really that you have something. But you know what? I, I want to talk about living on the West Coast now, but since we're in New York, I want to ask one more thing. Uh, your dad is a policeman. What memories do you have? How old were you at 9-11? Because you're right in the middle of all that stuff. Yeah, so I was in third grade. I was actually supposed to go to a field trip that day um, to this place called Safety Town, which is when you're in third grade, you get to go to this little kind of go-kart themed town where you get to learn the rules of the road from policemen. So obviously we found out early. I was at school and the field trip got canceled and we didn't really know why. And then obviously kids are getting pulled from school. And my mom was a, my mom's a nurse also, so I go home at the end of the day and my mom's home, but my dad wasn't home yet. So we ended up seeing what was on television and obviously I was young at the time to kind of understand it, but no, my dad my dad was really busy for the next couple of weeks, and so was my uncle. I have plenty of uncles that are firemen and others that are police officers as well, so it was a hectic time for my family, not just within me and my mom and my brother, but with my aunts and my cousins and my everyone else involved as well. Yeah, did it change everybody? I mean, you're too young, but you know, do you think it changed your dad even? Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean... You develop such a, I think that's why I hold police officers and civil service people to such a high high pedigree, I think. You develop so much respect because of what you're able to see. And I think 9-11, just being so close to home for me and seeing so many people lose people and also just being so fortunate to know that I had people involved that I didn't lose and knowing that the losses were so great and the health effects now to this day are still being evaluated I think it makes me very grateful and you have to develop a lot of respect for the guys that actually wanted to give what they could to help other people you know I I hope you play soccer for the next 15 years but you did that bell outside the box and you went down to uh, the police it was at Abbotsford yeah. um, boy you, you, you know when I'm watching that on our halftime I thought yeah that kind of fits him I mean do you think that's something you would do so before I ever considered soccer to be a professional option for me, it was my freshman year of college. And the police department that my father works for is Nassau County back in Long Island. And they were holding tests 
for kind of just handwritten exams for tests. And my dad was like, why don't you go and take one? And I said I'd take it because you never know. You never know what your career might might what career path you want to take in life. So I figured I said I'd take it and keep my options open, and I still took it. And I mean, you never know if if my career is ten years long, and then maybe it is, or maybe it's not. But after that, if I get a call from Nassau County Police, I think I'd have to take it. Yeah, it seems like it'd be a fit, and obviously in your family, it's something to do. Gatorade High School Player of the Year, right? Oh, you laugh at that. Yeah. Not deserved or what? No, definitely deserved. <laughs> definitely deserved. As a goal scorer in a lot of cases, right? Yeah, yeah, I played forward my senior year. Well, some people are disappointed. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's your thing. Would, would, would that be your choice if you could? When did you become the national defender at St. John's? Yeah, no, I played defense throughout high school, but just for my high school team, I decided to play forward just because it was something different. It was more fun. But I hold the hold the record for goals, goals scored in a season at Hicksville. Really? 27. How many games? Uh, I want to say 15 or 16 games. And, and we will assume, you know, good in the box with your head, but, I mean, can you please tell me if you're cross over the ball, left foot post? I mean, what were the, what's, what's your best high school goal that you remember? Um against Massapequa at Massapequa my senior year coming down the right flank and kind of play built up a little bit and kind of got a ball back and took a touch and hit it from my right going to my left into the upper corner and because Massapequa was such a rival at the time it was important. Is there a video of that uh, somewhere? There's no video of that but it's a good answer because now we can't believe no I, I trust you. I have to say also though I scored a goal to win the national county championship. Oh, did you? Yeah. That, was, that won the national championship? No, the Nassau County Championship. So that's like Long Island split into Nassau and Suffolk. So I, I scored in overtime to win the Nassau County Championship. Well done. At that point in high school, do you have several options as to where you want to go play? Yeah, I did at the time. I, I was tossed up between a lot of Big East schools. And then I also had some interest outside of that. But for me, my dad was always coach slash manager of me growing up playing soccer so I really wanted to stay close to home and just because he was so involved growing up I wanted him to be involved with my college career as well and St. John's was the perfect fit for me just because of the way the coaching staff was there and their um, pedigree for getting defenders to the next level was important for me. How far from Hicksville to St. John's campus how far away is that? With no traffic, you can get there in 20 minutes on the highway. Oh, is that close? Yeah. Did you stay at home then? No, wasn't. So you had the you had the college life, so you could have egg salad sandwiches <laughs> on the Friday nights. But but you were close enough for home that your parents and friends came watch you play. Yeah, I would go home. I could get home in 20 minutes if I left at the right time. Like I said, with no traffic. But I would go home probably once a week for dinner and laundry. I would still make my mom do my laundry when I got home. Let's just think about what you said. Really? You did that, hey? She offered. She, she, as much as she gave me stick about it, she liked doing it. So this move out west, was it the first, oh, Timmy, you are spreading your wings. You're going to Vancouver. Yeah. It's, it still hurts my mom whenever she says bye to me. Even if I'll see her in a week, she still cries when she says goodbye. But, yeah, it was the first time for me to kind of get away from home, and I embraced it because I think it was time for me to get out of there. What was the biggest challenge? I, you know, memory serves. I think that was a Casa Grande training camp. And I think uh, Christian Dean kind of took you under the wing a little bit, or you were walking around, I think, when I first met you. Um, 
what was what was your biggest sense of trepidation okay what will this all be about in Vancouver because I probably didn't know a whole lot about the city did you no and the worst part was when I first got here I stayed at the UBC dorms and I would realize I had to walk to here for trainings and it was pouring rain and the first two weeks I was here I probably absolutely hated Vancouver absolutely hate it because I would walk to training it was dark it was gloomy it would rain and training training wasn't bad I liked playing but afterwards I would go, just walk back to the dorm in the rain and sit in the dorm and I was like this is horrible like I can't believe I'm actually all the way out here doing this were there phone calls home to go hey how was, let me tell you about my day dad yeah no I mean I would tell them obviously I told them the good stuff I told them about the playing and the practices and the people but other than that, I didn't tell them that I was upset because it was rainy and stuff. It does, you know, for a lot of people, it does take uh, its toll on you if you're used to seeing, whether it's cold and a nice, cold, brisk day with the sun shining in New York. Are you, have, have you gotten used to it? Yeah, I definitely have. I think I've gotten used to the rainy idea and the gloomy idea because even on a day like yesterday, I woke up when it was dark and gloomy in the morning, and then at 1 o'clock it's sunny and not cloudy anymore. I think that's so strange. I don't know how people get used to that kind of an idea of weather. But it's different when when in New York because in New York it can be 30 degrees and sunshine and it'll feel nice. Like that actually feels nice. But here it's it'll be 50 and gloomy and feel horrible. A lot of people think, boy, I'm, I'm going to a foreign country. If, if, do you feel like that or do you go, boy, there's really not much of a difference? Or, or tell me what the difference is. No, there's not much of a difference. There isn't. I don't. Th I think Vancouver is probably the most Americanized city of the ones I've been to, considering Toronto and Montreal and Edmonton. I think Vancouver is the most Americanized, and I think that's because it's so close to the border. But there are differences. I think obviously the money's different. Which the first time I felt the Canadian money, I thought it was fake. And having, at least we can figure ours out. I mean, I gotta look now. I'm losing my sight. I don't know if I got a ten in my hand or a one in my hand. If I've got U.S. money, at least we color coded it for you. Yeah, the color coded is nice. I I still don't understand the dollar and the two dollar coins. I'll never get that. But the I thought the funniest thing to me when I first got to Vancouver was Joe Jessau was showing me around, and he tells me about the SkyTrain. And this was at the time before the gates were there. And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, so you pay at this pay station and then you kind of just hold on to your ticket in case someone stops you. And I said, so what if you don't pay? And he was like, well, if someone stops you, then you'll get a fine. I was like, so how many times have you been stopped? And Joe, who's been in Vancouver a long time, told me he's only been stopped a handful of times. I was like, so you don't really have to pay for the SkyTrain, do you? Because he was telling a New Yorker that you don't, it's basically a free train ride <laughs> where in the subways there's like turnstiles and gates that you got to like open up to get in. And he was just telling me, yeah, no, you can just walk on the train really if you want. And I was like, all right, well, the SkyTrain's a little bit, this is too honest for me right now. <laughs> Did you ever, you've paid all the time that you've used it? Yeah, I've paid every single time. Way to go. None of your family and friends have. It's probably become a tourist attraction when they come from New York. Let's go to SkyTrain. You won't believe how this works. You'll never believe it. They just let you on for free. Yeah, we are nice in that sense. No, that's great. Now, does this city fit you? How different it is from growing up? Does it fit you or it's just it's, it's a little bit of a mentality change to how you grew up? Definitely a mentality change. Um, Vancouver is very laid back, so I love going into the city and being able to walk around without 
feeling rushed around or f- hearing loud noises everywhere and honking cars and people screaming or anything but it's nice it's a good it's a very very good change for me uh we don't talk a lot of soccer with this but have you noticed recognizability factor with you in your second year where some people go hey tim parker good luck (laughs) yeah i joke around and say it's not the fact that i'm so recognizable as to the fact there's not that many redheaded people walking around vancouver yeah, and I've told you before, you take the Sedins and, and Travis Lule, the BC Lions quarterback, I mean, there's a pretty good team of, of gingers <laughs> as far as athletes in this city is concerned. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think Vancouver might have a thing for ginger athletes. There's a sponsorship deal there somewhere. I don't know how. You've got to figure out. Maybe we'll work on this after. Well, thank you for this. I've learned about egg salad sandwiches. And, that, and, and you know, have you ever been to Sully's Deli? Sully's? Is it in the city? Yeah, it's kind of on West 4th or something. No. No. Don't give up. There's got to be a good deli place somewhere here. If you come to Hicksville, or maybe I can freeze one and bring it back here, but egg sandwiches, because you don't get it on a bagel, you have to get it on a roll. It's got to be done the right way. If I can open up a deli here, a New York-style deli, maybe it'll do some really good business. Well, open it up, just bring the family down, because now you got to, it sounds like you got about 50 just to start. Uh, Tim, it was fun. Thanks for this. Thank you very much.